Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. You can start it right here where I'm saying, here's my grand intro. Shut the fuck up. I got things to do. Welcome to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 265. I am your American sweetheart, Ryan, and join me as always is the Harry Potter reject himself, Matt Lewis. Matt, how are you tonight? I've been called worse somehow. Tonight, no less as well. How are you, Ryan? I'm half cupped. You're half cupped? Cut. Cut. So, like, they started your, your, uh, your bris, but they only got halfway through it. So now you're like, oh, it's a drink thing. It's like saying piss. You're half pissed. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had a few, I've had a few ales tonight. Yes. Well, you know what? There's nothing wrong with a few ales as long as you drink responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. And I did. So that's all good. Yeah. How has your week been, sir? Um, it's been a week. Mm. That that's about it. It's been a week. A week of things, a week of stuff. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I resigned on Tuesday. Was that the thing? That's that's good. And and something I learned uh I learned um fairly recently is that my phone will also will all uh often um autocorrect the word resign to resign. So uh, it happened a couple of months ago where I texted my buddy to tell him that Kevin Owens had re-signed with WWE, but the text sent that Kevin Owens had resigned with WWE and he was very upset for a brief moment. And I was like, no, 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 he's no, no, the other he's staying. Um, so anyways, uh, and that's good. I, it's been a long time coming. Um, yes. Yes, I obviously have known about this, but we try not to talk about it on the air. So congratulations. We're all very happy for you, except for maybe Graham, because he couldn't even be fucked to show up. But that's okay. I know. You know, you know, you know what he gave, guys? He was servicing the jet. That is a euphemism, ladies and gentlemen. He was servicing the jet. So, yes. without Graham, we've decided maybe this is going to be a little like, uh, you know, sometimes you see like a full-on, this is more for my uh, our American listeners, but you see a full-on like a gas station, like a mobile station or a Gulf station. Sometimes you're on the highway and you get one of those like Gulf Expresses. So I think we're going to kind of express our way through this very special, very Gramless uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop wrestling podcast. So what would you say, my friend, who is very late for you right now, uh, we get on some good cop moments of the week? Sounds like a good idea to me, mate. Good! Bad! Well, Graham wouldn't be asked this question, so I'm going to ask a question. Do you want to go first or second, Ryan? You know, I'm going to go first because it's another one of those like kind of very minor ones, but I feel like it'll lead to a decent discussion. Um, So I was watching Monday Night Raw this week and I noticed that they have updated 
the graphics. Like yes. they've updated the barricade and the the one that goes around the top of the arena and even the main Tron have all been slightly adjusted to have a lot less red in them. And I feel like I immediately noticed it because it wasn't so offensive to the senses. One of my main complaints with most modern wrestling, I've talked about it here a bunch of times, is there's just too much shit going on. Everything's an LED board and everything's bright and vibrant. And I think from an aesthetic standpoint, what I miss the most of like something like the Attitude Era, because it clearly wasn't the wrestling. That wasn't what we liked the Attitude Era for. It was usually the insane storylines. But I also really liked how dark it was it, it, there there were lights obviously and there's pyro and all this stuff but it was a very neutral colored thing a lot of black a lot of gray yeah and then you had the the bright vibrance of the ropes and they really stuck out and the 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 hard white of the canvas or blue depending on when you're watching you know, and, and I feel like aesthetically it was just very pleasing because my eyes are drawn to the in-ring product as opposed to a Woo Energy advertisement or maybe a Cinnamon Toast Crunch advertisement. And I really have no issues with the advertisers themselves or the advertisements that they do. It's just that since everything's an LED board, everything has the advertiser on it. And it's just, it, it's a bit much. Um, I liked the little, the addition of the black in, in there, in, on the barricade. And I think the white accent pieces of the raw logo are now black. I, I may have been, there was a lot of, I noticed a lot of different things. And I think this lends credence to hopefully, um, kind of a small rebrand and and triple h kind of hinted at that at the wrestlemania kickoff conference where he said this is starting at wrestlemania this is brand new this is a new wwe this is a new era you ain't seen nothing yet and and i and i i firmly believe that the majority of the times that we've heard those same words come out of his mouth were just vince mcmahon trying to placate an anxious and rowdy crowd. But everything Triple H has said he was going to do, he's done so far. So I, I I have a lot more faith in that, that comment. But anyways, yeah, my good cop is the slight adjustment to the raw layout. I'm excited tonight to see if SmackDown did the same thing. I guess we'll find out. Of course, we'll be recording just about uh, 90 minutes before SmackDown airs. Uh, so we're going to try and rattle through as quickly as possible so Ryan can get to watching that before um before it uh, before before it starts really. Um I'm quite pleased to see it all happening like that. Um I've been seeing a lot more you since you been pointing out, Ryan, which is a, a blessing and a curse. Um I remember during Survivor series where I decided to put up that the Ruffles logo around the bloody ring. And it got my attention, absolutely got my attention, but also sort of distracted me a little bit. Now I do get, as you mentioned, we do get why, after I think I've got to pay the bills and all that stuff, it, it, it's fine. But it's quite shocking that thing. So having some, having some, having some darker colours to, so you can actually focus on what you actually are tuning in to watch. 
I'm all for it. And 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 a nice little throwback there to Graham claiming vehemently that the advertising didn't work and that he only bought that bag of ruffles as a gag. And yet, to me, that says the advertising worked exactly how it was supposed to. Graham, you bought ruffles. Yeah. You did it because you saw it on Survivor Series. So yes. good on you, Ruffles. To be fair, I've not tried them, but apparently they are quite good. So yeah. which ones? I like Ruffles. I mean, they're they're a decent chip. I mean, personally, personally, I, I like a plain one personally. If it, if a ridge like that, that's just me. But they, and of course, they have traditional Ruffles. You don't have to get it with flavors, but they also have an amazing uh, cheddar and sour cream. That is very very good. That's a good flavor. Um, and uh, yeah, they've uh, they've got their they've got they've got their own thing going on. But yeah, that's a, a little little tease. My bad cop moment also involves uh, the set. So just keeping keeping everything all in the family today. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm going to. You've been focusing on more of the uh, the. The set dressing, like a better term, literally. Um, I want to talk about a match I saw this past week, which may well be the best match I have seen in the ring that wasn't done by a lady this year. I want to direct the attention to the Tron, as it were. Smackdown this past week. I want to just after we finish recording. Um, DIY and bait and done. That was pure NXT gold and I could watch that match on repeat quite happily for the rest of the month and I'd be I'd be happy. Um Gargano and Champa back together where they belong as a team in my personal opinion. I mean the rival was great, obviously. And I dare say it'll fall up it'll they'll probably main event a pay view with how good a rival could be. It just feels it felt very natural that match, and you know they were hammer and tongs, despite the fact they were both two faces. I mean, what do you think of it, Ryan? Um, I, I mean, I definitely agree with you. It was a phenomenal match, and you know, as much as I agree with you in everything you said, and giving full credit to all four of them for just putting on heck of a match it kind of actually goes back to my first point anyways the trend in wwe lately is the wrestlers are getting time they're not being put into these six minute matches they're being put into matches that last two maybe three commercials and you're getting these solid 20 minute matches every week every show um but yeah, no, I agree. It, it If it weren't for, again, to my first point, how bright everything was, you could have, if you if they'd turned the lights down, I would have thought this was a takeover. Like 100% would have been. Because that's the one thing, the one constant in WWE was NXT black and gold. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say pretty much NXT, other than that real early 2.0 rebrand, and they bounced back from that. But you have four guys who carried their respective NXTs on their back. 
and obviously, you know, UK had Gunther and there are a ton of other guys, but like Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn, when I think of NXT UK, I think of that tournament. Like, I think of that match between Dunn and Bate for the title. When I think of NXT, I think of Gargano. I think of Ciampa. I think of Adam Cole. I think of Andrade. Like, I, those are the guys that I think about. And and especially Ciampa and, and Gargano, because, like, a partner turning on their partner has been done a thousand thousand times in professional wrestling champa turning on gargano at the end of takeover is one of the greatest moments ever because you didn't see it coming legitimately did not see it coming and just brilliant and yeah i agree that that match was fantastic I mean, I could that could have main evented any event, and it was in the mid card. It yeah. could have main evented any event, and no one would have gone home saying well, that main event sucked. No one would have said that. It was phenomenal. I mean, some some people out there shouted like, "How many people were slapping their thighs and doing that?" Like, Go outside and touch my grass. I fucking loved it. It was it was hard hitting, like the. The, the the ending was good the show of respect everything like that it, it was it was a really just phenomenal phenomenal match and i again like i just feel like it's it's all because these guys are getting time and they're not being maybe as overly produced as they used to be um, it it, it kind of sounds like the modern WWE is more likely to trust their wrestlers to do what they do best, which is go out there and wrestle. Um, you know, it's no longer that era of in WWE. I feel like had this era. This was a long time in the company with bits and pieces. Without it, that that era where. Every match had to be mediocre, so the main event looked better. Now I feel like they're going back to what we used to like about pro wrestling and that a lot of pro wrestling does still offer or is starting to offer more nowadays is the opening match sets the pace for the next match, which sets the pace for the next match. Everyone's always trying to kind of one-up each other a little bit, and that's the healthy competition within a roster. You want that main event spot. You need to get there. How do you do it? You get people to buy your shit, and you get people to tweet about you, and how do you do that? You put on a stellar match. It's not rocket surgery. It really isn't. It's it's simple, but... It, no, you're yes. right. And even on proof of that, um, the recent WWE video games, um, so we could talk about it here because right, um, Graham's not here, Ryan. Um, they'll be brought back with GM mode in the last couple of years, um, which, was, which was a welcome return. And they've made it a bit better year on year. And hopefully this year will be better, even better. They actually recommend that you put your weakest stuff in the mid card. And that for me, is a poor decision. You should be building up the whole thing through the night. And 
Ryan makes a very good point there. Um, your opener should set the pace. You should make every, it literally tells you to put your opener and your main event as the best things and put everything else in the mid card. I mean, that doesn't work for me. I want to entertain throughout the night. I don't want to just stick with a great effect. I want to put Jinder Mahal versus Jimmy Uso in the mid card just because I have to fill it with something. You know, I want to put something throughout that mid card so people aren't getting up to go and get nachos um, from the bloody um, from the concourse, like Graham did WrestleMania, for example. I want the whole card to be balanced, and WWE video games actually tell you to not do that, and that's not right to me. Yeah, no, and I mean, I do understand. Like, the two most important matches on any given card are the first match and the last match. I, I do agree with that because, again, the first match, everyone's all hyped up and ready to go. You hear that bell ring for the first time of the show. And your main event's your main event. You know, your main event should be there to either be A, a killer match, B, really move a storyline along, or C, a mixture of both. Mm. So, I mean, I do understand what they're saying, but I, I think I think I'll give them benefit of the doubt. I think it's there just because if it was just make the, you know, top to bottom Hell in a Cell match card, people, it, it would just be, there, there'd be less strategy into it. Fair, they do make they do as you say, like make sure you have one hold of sub matches week if you want to get the bonus. I'm like, I'm good, thank you, trips. I book all of my uh NXTs with Hell in a Cell matches, and WrestleMania uh is uh just normal singles matches, it's the only way to do it, <laughs> which actually has kind of been the way to do it. Uh, the last couple of years of Vince's tenure was. There was nothing special about WrestleMania. It was just a very long wrestling show. Mm. Which, I mean, the matches were still good, but, like, where's the pageantry, man? Like, I, I'm actually missing gimmick matches now, and I didn't think that would happen, considering how many of them get shoved down our throat for so long. Yeah. Particularly, they would own pay-per-views at one point, didn't they? Thank yeah, I mean, yeah, I never liked branded pay-per-views. I, I think it's silly. If I like the exciting part about Hell in a Cell is that you this is a blood feud. This can only be contested inside Hell in a Cell at this point. Um, but just you know, you know the middle of September when Mark Henry are feuding. Yeah, someone's gonna say, Well, we should fight inside Hell in a Cell, and it's like, Yeah, yeah obviously it's October's in three weeks. <laughs> Mm. Well, I mean, the first one main event was, if I'm right, it was Legacy versus DX to end their feud. Fair enough. But start of the night was also Randy Orton, I believe, versus Sheamus. Randy Orton Orton versus Mark Henry, sorry. For the World Heavyweight Championship, they've been feud for two weeks. I'm glad that gimmick pay-per-views seem to be a thing of the past. And I'm glad that they seem to be being replaced with uh, a lot of international shows, which is even better. Um, Elimination Chamber being the one standout, but I feel like the Elimination Chamber itself, it's like Survivor Series. It it always commanded its kind of own thing. Um, I I feel like Elimination. plus, Plus, they use that now to set 
WrestleMania up. Yeah, you, you uh, get your, your opposites. Back. You get your whoever didn't win the Rumble, we can handle the other brand inside the chamber. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I have no issues. It's better than roadblock and crap like that, that we got shoved into February just to have something extra between now and Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. You all no. love seeing Ambrose with the Triple H. But did anyone actually believe he was going to be Triple H? No. Mm-hmm. We all loved it. We all loved the idea. But no one genuinely believed it. I mean, if it actually happened, I, I'm, it would have been one hell of a swerve, wouldn't it? I understand why he left. Because he was constantly put into these almost main event situations. And then had them either neutered or taken away from him. They've um, the belt on him, dude. Well, that's the thing. I don't get it. Yeah, but they just they they could never truly pull the trigger on what he could have been. Um, I I I think one of their biggest flubs was him and uh, um and Brock at Mania Thirty Two. Was that Mania? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where where like leading up to it, like all of the legends were giving him like barbed wire bats and shit, and then like chainsaw from Tay Funk. Yeah, and then there was like nothing really hardcore about that match except for I think they used a couple chairs and I think there was a single table spot. Like, it's just dumb. I think the finish was actually an F five onto the pile of chairs. Yeah, which which you know, if that's the finish, that's the finish sort of thing. But you could have led up to it still a little bit. Yeah, no, it's just like when they were showing with like barbed wire and stuff. I was like, oh my god, we might actually get because Ambrose, you know, they did. Yeah, and they did tax with Jericho, and that was very much into the PG era. So I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, I'm I'm excited about Mania. I'm yeah, Mania is. I'm taking a better turn um, ever since um, what's been going on the last few last week or so. Particularly, what happened on Monday Night Raw with with um, Seth and Cody. Um, I genuinely, I was, I was holding on to it for the show. So, Grand Mister Charles, do tell me I'm an idiot. You know how Seth said, "I will be your shield" to Cody. I do. This is WrestleMania 40. WrestleMania XL, the biggest WrestleMania ever. We know the bloodline's going to interfere. Because that's what always happens. Let me float this idea to you. And I'm prepared for people to turn around and laugh in my face for this, okay? The entire locker room empties. To cost Roman the championship. Because everything that Seth said was right. If Cody doesn't win the belt, nobody's ever going to take that title off him. I feel like they've done something like that before. I don't think they really have. NXT they might have done it. I don't know NXT all the time, but... I, I don't, I I don't think TNA exactly like that. I like that but, idea. But not as everybody. I agree. I, 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 I'm still... So you've been screwed by the bloodline. This would be the perfect way to kill. Yeah. So everyone gets their everyone gets their kicks in, as it were. Here, here's 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 my my pitch because I pitched part of this. Uh, I think last week or the week before. Yeah. But I want to pitch the pitch the the new the new version of it, kind of like taking what you had to say. Um, Cody and Romans inside Hell in a Cell. But it's also a lumberjack match where outside the cage, just everyone who's been fucked over by Roman is just waiting. And that's a list. 
Like I, I think I, I think A would be a cool visual too, because you know Jimmy and Solo are going to interfere. And that also gives the opportunity for that cool visual of like Solo coming out from like through the ring or something like that, mm. which I, I, I'm always a big fan of that spot. Um, only if Roman doesn't win, though. <laughs> if he does that and Roman wins, I'm just going to be mad again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, they wouldn't do it twice, would they? Surely. Silly, make it happen. Send the fans home happy. We can move on to the story we all want to talk about, which is Cody completed the story. What's next? I wonder what's next. Do you know the weird thing is, Ryan? My first WrestleMania I watched was WrestleMania X7. Arguably the best WrestleMania of all time. Arguably. And it felt weird watching Raw the night after WrestleMania. Like, but that was the end of everything, wasn't it? That was the story finishing. I didn't know how to feel about Raw after WrestleMania. Obviously, I know now, but I didn't have time. It was a weird one. I don't. I can't really explain it. Do you no, know what and, I mean, though? And I, and I think that this is going to be something similar and i think that's what wwe is banking on um i think that this wrestlemania is symbolic much like x7 was because x7 was it was still the attitude era but it was the start of something new it was the start of something you know that had been building over you know the past 18 months or whatever leading up to the event um it was a little bit of a passing of the torch um you know it it was it it was it was something it felt special it's the the build to it felt special the event felt special and and i understand what you're saying the night after it was almost like yeah but what Mm, just that feeling and i get and i think that this year is going to be no different. I think this year's WrestleMania is very, I think it's very important to the company, um, not financially, because financially they're fine, but in the eyes of the fans, I think this is very, very important WrestleMania. Yeah. No, this is the... They haven't got to please the... the I'm gonna use, they haven't got to make the... the, the um, uh, sponsors as happy. Because they've got enough cash, so if they pick a sponsor for two, it wouldn't be an world sort of thing. Well, this is also like like we have to think about it this way because you know we only had half the story over the past again eighteen to twenty four months. This is the first WrestleMania with zero Vince McMahon. Yes, zero. Yeah, because he, he won back in before Mania, didn't he last year? He and and you know he like as much as he was saying I'm retired I'm retired he you know he wasn't like we all know he may not have been a gorilla but he was still signing off on things we we know it because we saw it we saw that the the same things were still happening that's why I felt so differently six months ago or so when you really started seeing Triple H's DNA. Mm. 
in the WW in the main roster product. It started to feel more like NXT, and I appreciate that. I appreciate Mania. I'm very excited. Uh, I uh, I can't wait. I can't believe we have this long to wait. Feels like it should be tomorrow, but it's not. Um, very excited. So, indeed. What say you? To moving on. Indeed. Are we doing a speed check? I don't really think there's a reason to. I think we've, uh, unless you got some other stuff, uh, do you have any other matters for the table? I got a couple of little bits to discuss. Um, but, um, I wanted to shout out Sonia Deville marrying her fiance, uh, Maria Menounos, uh, um, actually officiated as well. Um, you know, married her, um, uh, her fiance, Tony Casano. She, um, a wonderful couple, and I'm very pleased. As obviously LGBT, very happy for both of them. Um, loving the um, fact that after Graham mentioned about the Savannah Bananas, um, John Cena's now joined them. <laughs> it was so, it was so funny, absolutely, it was hilarious because people didn't know what the, hell the, the Savannah Bananas were. Something like any moment now, Grand Girl Electrum. I don't know if he did or not, but it's all good. Um, I think that's pretty much it, apart from um, Dharma and Rampage will be getting their tunnels back starting in March. I think that's a good move, personally. Um, no word about collision yet, game tunnels. I guess I'll find out at that time. Let me add, Ryan. Um, I don't usually watch Collision, but I decided this week I was going to watch Collision, and it turns out there's no Collision this week. No way. Yep, that's uh, that's what happened. I was I literally was like, you know, I'm going to watch Collision this week, and they were like, just as a programming note, there will be no Collision this Saturday, and I was like, oh well, guess fuck off, not doing that. So what are you watching instead then? I don't know, either the World Wrestling Federation or uh, making my way through... Downtown, walking fast. No, not that. I try not to do that. Um, uh, making my way through The Walking Dead. Oh, the Telltale series? Or... No, the, the television show. <laughs> I was going to say, Telltale series is very good. It is very good. I agree with you. Um, One last thing I want to mention, Good Cop Mars is um gladiators as in you know the uk version of american gladiators which has been a thing from america for a long time obviously um it's been rebooted over here in the uk um me and chris have been watching it um and there's a lot of scripted moments in it and chris is sitting there laughing at it and watching it and he's like it's so good like chris this is basically a tame version of wrestling and he literally looked at me and said, like, what? I'm like, mm-hmm. You're not wrong. I'm like, so I, what I, So if you're liking that, what I need is I need the perfect storyline to get Chris into watching wrestling. So this is a call to all the fan cops out there listening. Next week in fan cop, ignore what Graham wants you to do. Send in, as the fan cop moments, things for the best storylines for Chris to watch. And no, I don't mean the fucking Katie Vick angle. Oh, damn. 
that would because <laughs> when I tried the first time to get Chris into wrestling, he was watching the Bobby Lashley Lana Dolph Ziggler angle. Oh Lord. Yeah, we were in America at the time as well. <laughs> it was not good. We watched it live in USA. Anyway, if you've got nothing else to add, Ryan, shall we go do some bad stuff? Yeah, let's get some bad stuff. Good! Bad! Same order. Ryan, you're up. So, you actually kind of touched upon my bad cop moment. Mm. The... As I said, it will be about the set again. The announcement that AEW is changing their set. I see. I take issue with it. Not necessarily because of the content, because for once, oh my God, Tony Khan did the smart thing and he made an announcement just as a tweet. That's what it's for, TK. Like, we don't need you on television, please. Anyways. Mm. So here's the thing that kind of bugs me about this. It's pretty much the fact that it was announced. I feel that when AEW first started for the first year or two, maybe even three years, the biggest thing that they were giving to the wrestling fan base, I feel that was really, really missing from a lot of wrestling was the art of the surprise. You never knew. You never knew what who could show up. Like, Sting's here. That's a big deal. You know, and you've got guys like Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan, who both had crazy debuts. Um, you know, just so many great surprises. And then I feel like it was around the time that Punk showed up. They didn't announce it per se, but they pretty much did. They pretty much, you knew exactly what was going to happen on that episode of Rampage, on that debut episode of Rampage. Yeah, my birthday, that was, by the way, Ryan, that was. Happy birthday. It was such a bad birthday for me. So, and we've got that, and then we've got the... Um, big business in Boston. Like, you're not even trying to hide that one. Why not just... She's one of the biggest stars on the planet in wrestling. Why not just make it a surprise? You don't have to announce that. You're you're running a larger city anyways. You're going to sell good in Boston. Boston's a good wrestling town. Mm. And there's an argument there that if you... People are like, you don't announce it. Like, why aren't you watching the product? That's what, he, that's what he should be saying. Like, well, if you watched it, you, you would have been surprised by it. That's what, that's what, that's what he, he, he literally could turn around and say that. But he can't. He yeah. announced it. So what's the point of watching it? So, and, and, and this is a much, much more minor one, but it bugged me and it kind of led to this, was he announced it is February 16th here in the United States. I believe it is February 17th for you. Uh, it will be in six minutes. Okay. Close enough. Um, Tony Khan announced today that Rob Van Dam will be competing on the April 20th edition of Dynamite. April 20th? Yes. Now and then he might be arrested by them, but, you know. 
Um, and I understand. I get it. Aha, uh-huh, 420, marijuana, uh, Rob Van Dam. Oh, I didn't, I, I hadn't even put two and two together that sort of thing. Because you're a good Christian boy. I understand. It's I'm fine. I'm atheist, but yes. It, I would much rather that I was watching Dynamite or whatever on April 20th, and then Rob Van Dam came out, and I went, <laughs> I get it. What? Why? What? It's dude. It's February, man. Like, really, no need at all for this announcement. Um. I, yeah, it's just and 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 the 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 set. Like, I would much rather I just turned on Dynamite, and then was like, oh shit, they got a new set or an old set, as it may be, you know, like. Why, that that doesn't warrant an announcement, and it takes away from the excitement. I'm, I'm a big proponent of. I don't watch a lot of pre-taped wrestling, and if I miss a show, there's very little chance I'm going to go back and watch it. I I just a I don't have the time. B there's something special about it being live. Yeah, in the moment, and and and, and that's and that's just what it is. You know the. The, the the simple fact of the matter to 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 use one of the most iconic quotes in wrestling is you never know what can happen in the w, in in the World Wrestling Federation like it, it it's that's the exciting part to me and I so I try to watch it live but I also hate that. I don't want to know that they changed the set. I don't want to know that someone returned. I don't want to know that someone debuted. And the only way to safely do that really is to watch it live. Because <laughs> um, even if you don't mean to, you accidentally uh, click on your Twitter on your phone or you get a notification from Twitter that spoils it because why the hell not, right? Um, I remember I had the WWE app on my yes. phone. You said this on a former show of yours, Ryan. You, you did. A few about the New Age Outlaws, I believe it was. Yeah, because they literally spoiled the title change. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It hadn't even been aired yet, I believe. Yeah, I think it was a pre-taped SmackDown. Or something like that. I don't know, but I was, it was furious. It's not quite the same, I know, but... Do you remember back in 2006 when Batista dropped the belt because he was injured and Angle won the Battle Vaguely. Royal? Angle won the Battle Royal, yeah. Um, I look, day one in the UK, we didn't get SmackDown till Thursday afternoon. Uh, we actually got it in SmackDown aired in the UK before it aired in America, bizarrely, because of time difference. Um. But we knew beforehand because that it was all over WWE.com Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, that Angle had won the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm like, well, who does? Well, why did they do that? Because it was such a shock. It's why they did it. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's I have seen some people complaining online, saying like, well, they announced the uh, they announced who's going to be main event of WrestleMania enough times. They've won the fucking Royal Rumble. It's yeah, and that, that's also that, that's that's the way WrestleMania works. That's the way it's structured. It's always been structured that way, pretty pretty much. Yeah, you know, like 
you win the Rumble, you made it in WrestleMania. Like, okay. Hey, you're right. You'll go. That's what the whole tournament about. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's one thing. But I, I mean, I do agree. When you announce main events like way ahead of time, it also means like, you know, like outside of WrestleMania, you know, if they're advertising, you know, Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn for the World Heavyweight Championship at Backlash, you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess Seth isn't losing it until at least Backlash. It's, like, a, fair, it's a fair assumption. I mean, and, and sometimes they do. They throw you a little swerve and title change hands, but whatever. Mm. Yeah. No, just, I don't know. Don't, don't fucking announce shit. Like, honestly, we're all tuning in anyways. You're not going to win a lot of people back. You're not going to win a lapsed right. WWE fan or AEW fan by announcing something. You're going to win them back by putting on a stellar show that they hear about, and now it's, you know, can't miss TV. Putting on that DIY versus, you know... Yeah. Yeah, British Strong Style. No. That's the sort of thing that will get eyes on target, as it were. Right. <laughs> Uh, anything else to add there, Ryan? Sorry, I've got to take off my No, point. that's 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 about it. Okay, what's my main bad cop moment of the week? Um, now I've tried uh, getting my head around these these rankings in, in AEW, and I'm aware that the whole thing when they first started was that rankings were going to be a thing, and they were going to be, you know, even though it was a predetermined thing, it was going to be this, that, and the other to determine. Champions, a bit of sports realism to it, and I'm I'm all for that side of it. You know, it's doing different. As, we, as you mentioned, they were offering something different. But let me get this straight. Adam Copeland is third in the rankings. Yeah, maybe he was third in the rankings, and he was told. This past Saturday on Collision, this means he gets to pick who to challenge. Because on Wednesday, one and two fought to a draw, and two been told one, that means no title shot. How does that work? Well, that was that was not this week, that was last week. Yeah, this was this was this was this was um this was from Sunday. I'm just I'm trying to head around the logic. Um, the rankings logic to me is not good. It's it's. I would say it's definitely a pain point uh, for me because if you're going to do it, do it, but make it make sense. Yeah. That's all that's all I'm really asking for is make it make sense. Um, you know, the um the uh, hangman and uh and swerve thing bugged me because I really don't think that's how rankings work and it just it just it just bugged me. I didn't like it. Um but but I agree. So I I feel that if you're going to do a ranking system, you need to really, you need to be really, really careful about how you're booking going into pay-per-views and you're going to have to have some people you don't want to lose matches, lose matches. And I think they're afraid to do that. 
this is the problem. I mean, you can, I mean, obviously you can do freeway dances to put people in matches so they don't lose and don't necessarily lose rating points. There are ways of doing it, as you say, but sometimes you've got to be, you've got to accept if you're going to do a rating system, not everyone is going to get what they want. Um, so yeah, my main bad cop moment because I haven't got a great amount of bad cop, uh, but yeah, it's annoyed me a little bit, just a little bit. Um, overall, I don't think Resident was too bad this week. But there's there's a few little bits and pieces we're not going to touch on momentarily with speed check, which so Ryan, did you have anything to add or do you want to do a speed check or? Uh, I mean, I got a little speed check. Okay, we'll, um, we'll, we'll be a bit faster news this week. It's fine. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with um. Uh, I know it's kind of the talk of the town right now, but it it, it did kind of it didn't bug me for this reason. It bugged me for a different reason. Whatever. Um, the fact that Darby Allen got Cody over on Dynamite is it's a bad cop moment for AEW. Hmm. Like, just, 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 you've got the AEW crowd chanting for a dude who doesn't work there anymore, who is literally the top babyface in their primary competition. Not a good look for the company. However, it is also a good cop moment because that shows how over Cody is right now to the masses, which is something we haven't seen in a long, long time. And that's that's what I like the most about it. I can take or leave Cody sometimes. Um, At one point, you you literally said, fuck you, Cody. Oh, yeah. No, his uh, his 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 um, I'd say post Ring of Honor world title. Like, just, man, he was such a pretentious prick with everything he said. I fucking hate it. Anyways, neither here nor there. But, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. It, it's a bad cop moment just because, like, I hope someone gave Darby a talking to because you really should be putting over your folks, not the guy who left and is now the biggest star on the planet for wrestling. Some people are but, saying that Darby Allen's better promo. I wouldn't go that far. I feel like he's had a couple of good ones. Um, Some people also suggesting that he went off script as well. I mean, he probably did if he's fucking bringing up Cody. <laughs> and even he didn't say Cody, but when he said, and I'm not talking about Kenny, I mean, there's literally only one other person it could be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and yeah, like... I mean, I hate to shit from a great height here, but we think who gets the biggest pops in WWE at the moment? Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, LA Knight, LA, well, and that's what LA Knight's obviously right up there. Um, I'd love to see CM Punk and LA Knight go at it. Oh, I want to see them feud just for the fucking promos. I don't, they don't even have to ever step foot in the ring together. Just like them talking shit back and forth for three weeks, and I'm in. Like, yeah, yeah, it'd be, that'd be phenomenal, wouldn't it? Really, would be. Um, but no, the fact that the biggest two stars AW ever had are both being cheered out of building in the arena. It's weird. and their their biggest homegrown woman is there now. 
Um, and and is I think she had one match and she's blown the whole field and she's blown everyone's mind. I think as the working conditions begin to normalize over there too, I think you're going to see a lot more people start to go, well, I always wanted to be a WWE superstar when I was a kid. Um, Cause I mean, like we've talked about it before. I'll, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It is irresponsible to think that MJF will never be in WWE. It may not be this year. It may not be next year. It may not be this decade, but that he will 100% have a run in WWE. There's nothing that tells me otherwise. He's pretty much said that he wants to go to WWE at some point. And I hate to blow people's bubbles here. Uh, But when wrestlers are growing up, what's the wrestler's dream? WrestleMania. Exactly. It's and not, and and that's not, not to say that it's not to make them all in or all yeah. out. Not to say they're not big shows, but AEW will have their time mm. of having a legacy and a whole generation of people who have grown up watching all elite wrestling who say, "Man, it's my dream to wrestle at double or nothing." You know, it's gonna happen. It's just not again. Yet. Not to sound like a broken record, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. They still have something to prove. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, they just no. need to prove it. Yeah. Prove to me that you are not another WCW. You know, because you look at WCW as a whole. I look at WCW in the the way that we look at it. I think that most people look at it is pretty much when Nitro started. That's when WCW really kicked it off. Because, you know, Saturday Night was old territory style practically cable access just on a bigger scale and let's not forget, five years let's not forget of course that tna been around for 20 years they've never got close to um wwe knocking down their doors. They, they, they try going head to head i'll say they got close because they had a very decent stretch where they were selling out arenas and, Absolutely, but it never. But financially, no legacy to a wrestling fan. Absolutely, like TNA has an amazing legacy behind it. Um, but to your average, more casual fan, TNA is the place that you would say, "Oh, well, TNA is where AJ Styles came from. TNA is where Samoa Joe came from. You know, TNA is where." I don't know. It's someone where people else reinvented from. themselves as well. Amazing. Yeah, it, 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 it was great. Sting star. reinvented himself there. Foley reinvented himself there. Billy um, Ray, Kurt Angle, reinvented oh yeah, his career. There. Well, that that's the thing, you know. Like I always, I always, you know, I always bring up when someone's like, you know, Kurt, Kurt Angle, you know, Hall of Famer, you know, greatest WWE wrestler of all time. Blah blah. blah. I'm like. Technically, I'd consider him a TNA wrestler. He spent more of his time in TNA than he ever did in WWE. I mean, he debuted '99 WWE, um, ended up 2006. Oh, yeah, oh five, oh six, something. And then yeah, he was in TNA for uh, over a decade. I think it was eleven years or something. He was in TNA, something oh, like that. On, yeah, 
you know, per, per, no, the, his offs were because he was out with injury. Yeah, yeah. He, he never actually left. And uh, apparently um, Dixie paid for his surgeries and stuff, even when he wasn't under contract. Um, I, I thought that was... I feel like Dixie gets a lot of shit. I feel like she did care about employees. I think that's one thing she did well was take care of her 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 workers. But yeah, yeah no. So I don't know where I started um, or how we got here. But yeah, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna rattle through my uh, my bad cop stuff a little bit. Um, Tony Khan, thank you, Tony Khan. Uh, up up on the Trons this week on on uh, Dynamite. Did they um, really? That's sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the it, quote someone here. Tony Khan putting a thank you, Tony Khan graphic up is the billionaire equivalent of Michael Cole, or Michael Scott, sorry, buying himself a world's greatest boss mug. When WWE hits milestones, they thank the fans. When Tony hits milestones, he thanks himself. Um, now, this has been poo pooed a little bit because apparently Tony didn't know this was happening. If that's the case, then fine, I guess. Not entirely sure you should be thanking the guy who's paid for it, not the not the guys who actually have been busting their asses in the ring, or the people who have been paying tickets to come and see it. That's just my opinion. Um, Shotzi went to, went to NXT this week, filmed a match with Live Outcry, and got quite badly injured. By all accounts, match had to be stopped, and um, credit to uh, um, I believe it was Lash Legend for stepping up to actually have a match in front of the crowd, just so the fans would go home happy. Uh, bad cop actually isn't the injury that was sustained. That is bad. That is bad, obviously. But my problem is more aimed at the people who, and I'm quoting this from the uh from facebook um due to her injury um quote not surprised she's hurt she's one of the worst women's wrestlers on the roster she's never improved since the nxt days and repeat for 15 16 people on that page it's just toxic that page sometimes shortly blackheart is a phenomenally talented wrestler I don't think she deserves this hate. I'm pretty sure Ryan agrees with that as well. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I mean, people suck, um, but I, I, I don't, I don't know how you could look at Shotzi and be like she's untalented. It's crazy to me. I mean, maybe it's just because I saw Shotzi before NXT and I know who Shotzi is as a performer. Because I've seen it. Um, maybe it's because I just don't pay enough attention. Maybe it's because I don't put stock into the fact that uh, for the majority of most of their WWE runs, they were told pretty much every single move to do in what order. And now they're finally being allowed to shine again. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. But indeed. I digress. Decorum. And decorum, indeed. And the last thing, and we, you know, we don't mention him by name, but Uncle Derv. Um explaining why he's never given Kurt Angle a, a five-star match. Now, obviously, we know that his ranking system is complete bullshit, but the reason he gave was, and I quote, uh, I get, he's one of the best I've ever seen, countless fools. He never had the right opponent, 
and platform. Although obviously Michaels and Benoit matches were really strong, but um, yeah, I'm like, what? Kurt Angle is one of the. I was left to see him live in person once. That was his last match. It wasn't a great match, but it was probably a year overdue. To be fair, his retirement. Because he was not in a good place in terms of his his health at that point, but if you can't do it, don't don't criticize. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna say, you know, need a twat. Uh, Dab Munster, if uh, if you don't like Kurt Angle, just say you don't like Kurt Angle. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with not liking a performer because that's what it sounds like he's saying is. Well, he never had this. Oh, yeah, he's really good, but it just sounds like a bunch of excuses. If you don't like him, you don't like him. It's fine. I don't like a lot of wrestlers that people really like. Hmm. It is what it is. It doesn't matter at the end no. of the day because I don't care who you like. I It doesn't I mean, bother me. I mean, WrestleMania 21, Angle, ben, Angle versus um, Michaels ripped the roof off that place. Um, that may have been my favorite match of the year in tw- in uh, 2005. Yeah. Um, I, 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 at this point, just ignore yeah, that but... whole group of people, you know, him, Cornette, Russo, Disco, all these people who love to... Actually, I mean, Disco at least used to be a wrestler, so he's got some credibility to what he says. Um, yeah. Do you want to know where but... he's from, by the way? Huh? It really where it all came from. Someone called him out for it. Said it because Kenny Omega said, "I don't study myself what what I want to learn. I study Kurt Angle. He's the best for a reason. I take the L, but it'd be a heck of a match." That's Kenny Omega saying that about Kurt Angle. Someone saying, "What does Kenny have so many five star matches and Kurt has none?" Seems odd. With this quote, isn't Kenny under, undermining the system? Calling out. Meltzer and rightly, in my personal opinion, um, the best match I ever saw Angle have in WWE. I can't speak for TNA, didn't see them all. Was at the Royal Rumble in 2003, him and Chris Benoit. May have been the best technical wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. Phenomenal. Too bad WWE will never talk about it ever again. <laughs> nope, but you can go watch it on the network. It's true. And Peacock. So it's all good. That side of things. Right. I think we're done with bad cop stuff. Let's let's wind forward to some fan cop moments, then shall we, Ron? Yeah, we shall. Good. Bad. Right then, Ryan, do you have them ready? Would you like to go first? Or do me to go I first? do have them ready. Lovely. Um I'll start at the top. You start at the bottom. We'll meet in the middle somewhere. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go with our good friend Rob at UTT. Rob, it's good cop moment this week. Dynamite actually beat Minder in the ITV4 ratings this week, which once time travel is invented might make Minder set up, step up their game. <laughs> I agree. Um, you watch Minder, Ryan? No, I have no idea what that is. Other it's, a, than, it's, it's a detective show. It, all that matters is it, it beats Dynamite in the ratings. I actually think you'd like it. I actually think yeah, you'd probably. Like it. Check it out on uh, Prime. It's on Prime video. 
Is it on Prime? Okay, I, I was about to get. Uh, I'm about to subscribe to BritBox too because I want to do some classic. It'd be on there but... for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, WTF cop moment. Tony Khan's Valentine's wrestling poem, which I believe was the announcement uh, of them having a new set, but I think he did it wrong the first time or something. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. Uh, um, not enough weed, clearly. Yeah, bad cop moment. Everyone banging on about Cody finishing the story. I don't really actually know what banging on means because you guys speak a very weird going on about it, banging the drum about it, basically. Ah, yeah, tapping it sideways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to our friend Justin. Justin, time two one one. I think it's a problem for me, but mildly for you, Ryan. I apologize. It's not. Um, it's so, not, so we'll just go with it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Best cop. Uh, Seth Rollins promo on Monday. So far, he has recovered fairly well from a massive fumble they had two weeks ago. I'm gonna put something out there. This was not a fumble. This was the plan from day one. But that's just me. Mainly to hear people like screaming from my balcony saying that I'm wrong. Um, worst cop. For supposed reasoning for Scott Demore's firing, where they go, Anthem, you morons. What is the alleged reason, Ryan? I haven't seen this. Uh, um, I don't know, but I, I, I heard some things. So here's what I heard. I heard that the reasoning behind it was Anthem looks at TNA as a safe bet. Um, not something they intended to put a lot of money into. Um, and Scott Demore approached them about more funding so they could expand yeah. the product. Um, and that's when they decided it was easier to get rid of him. And this was in January. And after so this was before hard to kill. And then after Hard to Kill is when Scott Demore made the the offer to purchase the company from Anthem. Um, so that is not the reason he was canned. He was canned because he asked for more money. Um, that's what I've heard. I don't know, but I also know that the TNA roster has sent an open letter to Anthem explaining why it's a bad bad decision. So that's a good cop moment. Yeah, add to the fact that apparently um, in this this afternoon I've had whiplash because they apparently Tony Tommy Dreamer was appointed head of creative for uh, TNA, but he denied it. Yes, so I'm getting a bit of whiplash about it. It's hard to know what to believe now. Yeah, no, that was that uh, that to me is damage control by Anthem saying like, no, 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 look, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer. Nope. In reality, he's been doing that for three or four years. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's 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 damage control by by Anthem. I think they they're just trying to put a positive spin on a boneheaded decision, um, and they better fix it soon because there is no chance that Tony Khan and Triple H aren't blowing up his phone. For sure, for sure. And so. if Tony, and if and if, um, trip, and if... Uh, Paul Levesque, and he actually is being called at now on screen, which is a little weird hearing that, but I also am here for it. Um, if he, if, I don't know if it's not him so much, but maybe, maybe Regal is the one doing it behind the scenes, or maybe even Nick Khan himself. 
Yeah. With a Khan off, perhaps. Well, Who's next? We'll see. Uh, we're going to go to. Well, there's only one word to describe him. And that's Casanova. Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21. Best cop moment, non-wrestling fan friends taking a punt and attending True Grit, walking out as fans. Gotta love new converts. You really do. One of us. Worst cop moment, still can't get my head around the Scott Demore firing. I'm still going to watch TNA and give the new guy a chance, but it still feels shitty. It does. It does feel shitty, doesn't it? It does, and we obviously hope that where Scott Demore ends up that he uh uh as long as it yeah if it, it seems to be a stupid reason they fired him if that is the reason then you know that's the worst cop moment of the year and it's only february um yeah talking about people walking into into events and then walking out as fans i do i've seen it happen at cxw people walking out as fans saying we're back we'll be back my slogan, if you Ben, is coming to CXW uh, next month. He's bringing his girlfriend with him. I'm like, are you sure? Uh, okay. So they're only front row. <laughs> be fantastic. Her first thing should be front row for a death match. It's maybe a mistake, Ben. It's maybe a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to... Uh, I'm going I'm to do high five, Tom. Um, that's five. Number five, not written down. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. and Danielson, all the stars. That 10-man cage match, yo. Thank you, nice to talk and sweet, Tom. Welcome back, we've missed you. We'll give you some high fives, Tom. <laughs> uh, the people's champ, just uh, simply JCP. known as JCP. Good cop moment. Not sure if Triple H deserves all the credit, but the pivot back to Cody Roman has been entertaining to watch. Bad cop moment could easily be a match of the year contender, but the Takeshita Osprey doesn't make sense in terms of storyline right now. Yeah, I missed the announcement of that match and then I saw it. And, you know, like my first thought was, aren't aren't they both Don Callis guys? They're, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this, I, I don't know. It, it's weird. I'm excited for it from a pure wrestling standpoint. Takeshi and Osbury are going to fucking blow the roof off the place. Yeah. But I agree. The storyline doesn't make any sense. But that's unfortunately normal over there sometimes. Um, we'll see. We will. We will indeed. Right, we're going to conclude with Glenn Abbott. Um, good cop moment, NXT. Great talent with good stories. This week's was a real banger. Bad cop moment, Shotzi getting herself a serious injury recording next week's NXT. Yeah, really sucks. Get well soon, Shotzi. Hopefully not too long. She's meant to be wrestling Tiffany Stratton on SmackDown this week, Ryan. So you let us know. Uh, I'll, I'll check tomorrow morning with you. Um, what happens with that? To see if they address it or not, because you may be wrestling for a spot in the chamber. How <laughs> interesting. Um, and through the Cup moment, Orange Cassidy is a Texas death match. Doesn't sound right, does it? But I'm here for it. It was a good match. I mean, I'll give it credit. It was uh, definitely 
maybe should have just been a no holds barred or no DQ or something. Um, I think that they're overusing the Texas deathmatch style. Um, It's just like we were talking about earlier with Hell in a Cell. It becomes less special the more you see it. And I feel like this didn't have to be a Texas deathmatch. It should, it could have just been a no holds barred, false count anywhere, something like that, or last man standing, something a little more traditional. Um, Overall, it was a great match. Um, Matt Taven broke a table with his face. Um, And uh, Orange Cassidy had a box of chocolates given to him by uh, sexy Chucky T under the ring uh, that was full of thumbtacks. And I can't be mad about that. That will do it. That's a brilliant idea. Makes notes to give that to uh, Sassy Bear at at DXW. Right, Ryan, that's pretty much it for this week. We've decided we're going to keep things nice and short this week. Um, Any last words from you, sir? You know, this week, I don't think I do. Um, I I, I think that it was a sad, sad day without Graham being here. We miss you, Graham. Um, I know we make a lot of fun of you about how rich you are and how powerful you are and just you know, the mansion and the private jet and the servants like, but you know, we, we, we need you here. Um, you know, we, we, we need you just like Jay white needs the bag that he gets into because his entire existence is being a bag of dicks. Indeed. So yeah, we'll be back next week. This will probably come out on Sunday because I've got to go to bed. I'm only up in four hours. It won't render in time, so obviously being edited Saturday night for Sunday release. Sorry, Graham, in advance. We're out of here. Bye, everybody. Boom. The music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.